Yo, Rob Harvilla from 60 Songs That Explain the 90s here to inform you that we are back with 30 more songs because the 90s were super long and had a ton of rad music. Please join us every Wednesday for more 60 Songs That Explain the 90s only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with the Mets' most viral moments, Something's Gotta Give, 19 Years Later, and Lady Gaga's Flying Dress. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, The first category is we're checking in with the Mets. It was obviously now a week ago, so we've had time to have things go viral online, rethink some of like our initial reactions. So we're going to go through like best, worst, most viral moments. The piece that I have taken more than anything from the Met 2022 is that Emma Chamberlain is an absolute gem. And I know all the teenagers have known this and we're super, super late to it. I had a friend last night text me being like, who is this girl? Like she came from nowhere. And I'm like, no, she's been on YouTube for like since she was a child, but she is so good at these red carpet interviews. And I think it's because she's like cool to celebrities. Like she's cool to Hailey Bieber and Hailey Bieber will stop Mm. and chat with her and Billie Eilish because she's got street cred. She like is very unique and famous in her own right. So it's different than just kind of like your average E person shoving a mic into Vanessa Hudgens. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Um, but the real moment I, have been replayed that is just really good is Emma Chamberlain talking to Jack Harlow, who I think might be the most flirty man in Hollywood. (laughs) There's a lot of them, but he might take the cake um, because he comes over. It's like, you know, really 
cheeky. They're like laughing, but she's pretty deadpan with everything. And so it's a very nice mix, um, them interacting together. And so she like, he's walking up and she's like, oh, sorry. Like I'm reapplying my makeup one moment. And he's just looking at her. He's like, you did a great job. And I'm like, oh my God. And then, you know, she's asking him questions. She's like, did you have any freakouts today? And then he was like, did you? And he goes, and she's like, yeah. And he's like, well then, yeah, I did. And then smiles at her and just like, lets these things sit there. Wow. And then finally, she's like, okay, see you in there. And he says, can't wait. Love you. Bye. And she goes, love you. And he just <laughs> walks away and then like pauses. And then it cuts to the Vogue card. Anyway, it's hard to describe. It's so good. Please watch it. And yeah. she had a couple other moments with like, you know, other celebrities, but She's really good. And I she enjoy is. her red carpet coverage. Can a lot. I say really quick? This was my, I never had a thought about Jack Harlow, but um, I learned during the Met Gala that he's apparently 6'3". And I've never seen oh, someone whoa. with more like 5'9 energy than Jack Harlow. <laughs> and I just, I, according to Google, and That's I just funny. like need, I need someone to like go up to him with a tape measure because like he just exudes like, just like strong. Five nine, like maybe five ten energy, like short yes. king energy. Yeah, but like mid, he's confident. Mid height, you know, like <laughs> yeah. he almost got there, but like not quite. Oh, that's funny. I had um, no idea. That's crazy. Me either. I know it kind of blew my mind. Oh um, my god. Yeah, I, I see him in a new light. Interesting. Me too. The only other thing I wanted nice. to mention that there's there's not exactly newsy, but something that we caught was that Vanessa Hudgens, as we said, was one of the reporters on the carpet, the interviewers mm. on the carpet, and it really felt like. Austin Butler's night. Um, he's a real it man these days. His look was good. He showed up with Kaya Gerber, who also looked super good. And there, I've seen way too many like slow-mo TikToks of him, like, you know, <laughs> smiling and looking around. Anyway, the people love him. But uh, he yeah, expertly dodged Vanessa Hudgens on the carpet, which I think is best for the both of them. They used to date for a super long time. Right. But I was wondering how all that would unfold. And he interviewed other places. He like, you know, I watched the whole thing. But not, not really news Ooh. per se, but I was keeping an eye on it because he's a real. You got it. It's it's true. He also star. he was also there with like Priscilla Presley, like promoting mm-hmm. the Elvis promoting movie. that movie. Which, like Ugh. there have been, but there have been so many movies lately where like the families have not been happy with it, or like yeah. the original true. estate yeah. has not approved. That like mm-hmm. I'm honestly kind of like points. Like I don't know what they did, but like whatever it is, clearly she is approving of it and yeah, she is. supports That's his. True. I guess his performance is Elvis. So like, yeah, I guess I'm like, exci- I know the movie is probably gonna be bad. It's gonna be but bad, I'm but like I love Baz, Baz Lerman. I mean, right. It, he's I'm, never boring, you know? So like, it's true. Just watch true. it on Netflix or something when it, when it comes out. <laughs> um, also, these next three items are, are basically like a short dissertation from Kate that will just let her have her time. Go ahead, Kate. <laughs> these were, I was just firing off tweets and group chat messages. And so these were assigned to me, I think based on what people thought were my um, largest talking points <laughs> they were, uh, yes. over the course of Met Gala night. First of all, we have to stop trolling the level. And I think it's because it was boring this year. The level of online trolling by people trying to pretend that certain celebrities were at the Met Gala, trying to fool people, trying to Photoshop things. It has to stop. It was too much. And also not only that, just like be better internet. Like people <laughs> were believing too many things. If it's, it's on true. Twitter, just like take two seconds, maybe just do a quick Twitter search. Make sure it's recent. Make sure it's from this year before you tweet <laughs> out a picture of, for example, Lady Gaga at the star is born premiere. She oh. was wearing, there was a picture of Lady Gaga circulated by media outlets, by verified Twitter users. Oh my God. 
Where Yikes. literally, I mean, she was in a kind of dress where someone would wear it to this theme. You know, the theme was like, you know, 1800s Americana Gilded Age. Mm-hmm. And she had like a corset and like a floofy skirt or whatever. And people saw it and clearly were not opening the picture all the way because there was a Star is Born poster <laughs> behind her <laughs> in this picture. Like Uprox tweeted it out, was like, oh lots of stars at the, I'm like, literally just open the picture and look at the the, the thing right there. Um, that was a big one. That one was everywhere. Oh, that's funny. You get mad uh, at me for this. Is like I'm guilty of this all the time like, in the chat. I said something. I'm like, you guys, and she's like, no, oh, that's not like that. Is basic photo Photoshop. That dress literacy. is perfect for it. Though, it fit but, yeah. really well, and I wanted to believe that she was there, but she was not. Um, yeah. another yeah. one that I thought was really funny. Jodie Comer got photoshopped uh, onto the red carpet, <laughs> and it was literally a picture of her from the White Princess, like a. Uh, still from this stars show that she was on in, you know, full, I guess it was like, it was like medieval dress, but like mm-hmm. verified accounts were like, I don't know. It looks pretty costumey. I'm like, it is. It literally, you can see the green behind her hair where <laughs> she was on a field and now she's on a red carpet. Like, That's can cool. we just, can we just look at this for two seconds? Um, and then unintentional trolling. And this was our fault as a society, but also it was Jared Leto's fault because he didn't. Mm dress like this, but he would dress like this. I'm talking about Frederick Robertson, poor dear sweet fashion king who showed up uh, (laughs) on the carpet in Iris Van Herpen. He's known for like over the top fashion, over the top looks. He, uh, Iris Van Herpen is very like, um, a lot of like tentacles sort of in her fashion and very like structural and a lot of movement. And he kind of looked scary, like a sea creature. He had a lot of heavy makeup, rhinestones around his eyes and Getty images labeled it as Jared Leto and the rest of the world just ran with it. And you know what? It looked like Jared Leto Mm -hmm. and Jared Leto would wear this. (laughs) Um, It turns out Jared Leto didn't wear this. And throughout the night, Getty image had to like relabel his photos. People had to, everyone thought it was Jared Leto. Like not just like our group chat, (laughs) like literally everyone on Twitter. I didn't see a single person being like, this isn't Jared Leto until like hours later when people Mm -hmm. were like, oh, actually Jared Leto's over there, which ironically Jared Leto showed up dressed exactly the same as Alessandro Michelle from Gucci. They oh wore the God. same outfit. They had the same mm-hmm. hair, same beard. He had like his own twin and then he had his unintentional twin. Um, so, <laughs> you know, we were all annoyed prematurely by Jared Leto. Uh, and you know what? I think that's okay. I think it's okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Second soapbox. <laughs> Earlier this year, I asked on a podcast if Timothy Chalamet's shirtless Oscars look was the first visible nipple on the Oscars red carpet. And uh, I have to ask again if Maggie <laughs> Rogers has given us the first visible nipple on the Met Gala red carpet. Um, yeah. I'm going to guess no, because yeah. the Met Gala yeah. is a little more over the top. There were actually a lot this year. I think I said in the chat, I was like, I've seen just, just a lot of nipples tonight <laughs> yeah, at the nipples, Met Gala. Yeah. I was um, more shocked at the fact that I truly thought it was like Shirley MacLaine. Like, yeah, <laughs> she's thought, got, you know what she always reminds me of too is um, uh, Sound of Music. When she sings, oh like, my god, Julie uh, Andrews, confidence, Julie Andrews singing confidence <laughs> when she like leaves the. I'm always like, Maggie Rogers, like you could do a oh my Julie god. Andrews biopic. That's so funny. Um, she looks great. She could. And, That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, Sorry, she's continue. got the freckles and everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she basically, my thing is like they're always worn like this on the runway. Like a lot of these like mm-hmm. transparent dresses are mm-hmm. worn without like it's lining true. or anything on the runway, and then when stars wear them on the red carpet, they add like underwear or lining or whatever. <laughs> so I kind of was like, you know what? If it's designed that way, like go for it. Yeah, if you're right. comfortable with it. Um, yeah. 
She, I think, was the most obvious example, but Kendall Jenner also freed the nip. I got to say, she bleached her eyebrows. Terrible. Never looks good. Looked great, Kate. Literally never. In the the history of (laughs) eyebrows, has bleaching them been an improvement on anything? Oh, that's fine. Cara Delevingne showed up in pasties and gold body paint. Um, I actually liked, she had like a cool like red suit and cane situation, but then when she took it off, she had like this actually like very cheap looking body paint. It was like someone just spray painted her and I was like, what are we doing? And yeah, I just, she should have brought back like, do you remember when she wore her full tucks and coats and coattails and top hat to Megan and Harry's wedding? That was like the best she's ever looked. And she just should have brought that back. I'm like, you've already done this theme. And then on the other end, Lenny Kravitz and Conan Gray also had like a sheer top cape moment Mm. going on. So Nice. Uh, an unexpected trend, but we support yeah. it. We support it here at Tea Time. Finally, I just have to say Louis Vuitton has disappointed me again uh, <laughs> as, as a brand. I saw a tweet that said the Louis Vuitton hostages on the bus. And it's a selfie that Emma Stone took of everyone who is dressed in Louis Vuitton, including uh, the designer whose name I know, but I always like purposefully forget. Hmm. And it just... I. <laughs> Emma Stone was in like a $45 slip dress from Kohl's. She rewore oh. that from her wedding day, Catherine. Why? Oh it's the Met Gala. Sustainability Don't rewear anything. Sure. Okay. And also, she wore that on her wedding day? Yeah, I that was like her reception dress. Yeah, reception. I think. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. Why? Why? <laughs> um, Jung Hoyeon from Squid Game, who's just like this stunning supermodel. He was like, here's like an off the rack cocktail dress. That was upsetting. For you. Oh. So stunning. Yeah. Um... Gemma Chan looked good. was like kind of off theme. Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. Sophie Turner looks great these days. We're going to talk about her later. But like, mm-hmm. again, I was like, she's in a black dress and she really saved it with the styling. And Chloe Grace Moretz, I actually liked. She had like a silver suit coat and tails and like a punk founding fathers thing going on. But someone <laughs> tweeted and said it looked like she was wearing her shoes on the wrong foot. And then I, I couldn't unsee it. It <laughs> looked like that. her heels were like going the wrong way on like the wrong direction. So... <sighs> Again, I just just free them, free these people from Louis Vuitton. It's yeah, true. and people were pissed about it actually on Twitter. People were like, "Has oh. Louis Vuitton? When was the last time they had a good Met Gala look?" And everyone was like, "I don't know. It's yeah. been a long time." So yeah. we just have to stop. We have to stop <laughs> them. It's it's true. It's true. Right. We also have to stop Kim Kardashian. No, I'm kidding. We do. Um, <laughs> no, we do. Uh, she showed up in. Oh God! Uh, the dress that Marilyn Monroe wore to serenade JFK with happy birthday. It's like a very famous dress. I it mm-hmm. literally was sold at auction a couple of years ago to Ripley's Believe It or Not for like, I think it was like s- several millions of dollars. So I it's like five the most, million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like the most expensive dress ever. Um, but anyway, Kim was like, I'm going to wear this dress. So she asked Ripley's and they were like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. And it sparked a whole debate over whether it's okay to let to lend out dresses to like celebrities that are actually mm-hmm. like part of culture and history. Um, mm-hmm. Because doing so, you know, like, I'm sorry, even though Kim might deny that she sweats and farts, uh, but she <laughs> does. And I'm sure she sweated and farted in this dress. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Um, no, yes. I wasn't, and more than that, I wasn't the, expecting the take to go this route, but I'm behind it. The wear and tear of such yeah. an important piece exactly. in history is what you're like, does Kim Kardashian really? Right. Yeah, exactly. Could she and not I, wear a replica? Anyway, could yeah. she? Yeah. And that's what she, she, so she apparently wore the dress on the carpet and then immediately changed out into a replica because, mm-hmm. because of that. And also because she literally could not get her big fat ass into the dress, 
which her a, beautiful round curves were not appropriate for this specific garment. Anyway, okay. the discourse around us, Amelia, I don't know, because me and you are much more tapped into the Kardashians than Kate is. Mercifully, she's probably not been zoned in as much on this. I cannot. It's like she gets she I can't handle all this. I'm so sick of this freaking dress because she like lost 16 pounds in three weeks to fit yeah. into it. And then everyone's upset about that. And then she couldn't fit. We saw those videos where they were trying to fit it over her body. And they were like, oh, my God, she's stretching it. She's ruining it. You know, she couldn't walk in it. Her proportions were not correct for the dress in many ways, including it's her height. Just, just like, oh, this dress. It's also not even on exactly. theme. This is the 1800s. No, Why are we even doing this? What's the point? True. And also, she had the wrong hair and makeup for it. She looked, I'm sorry, but she looked the deranged. Hair. The hair looked deranged. It looked like she buzzed her hair from the front. It looked like I a buzz I think she cut. really messed up her hair. We'll see yeah. what she looks like in paparazzi photos in the next couple of weeks. But that dye job, not too good. It's just, I don't, it, it was, was like just very so pointless. disappointing. Yeah. And it's just like you pretty much ruined a dress just so you could get your little Instagram moment. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. I'm, I'm moving on. Deep breath. Deep breath. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. Okay. And then Kylie Jenner, her sister, decided to rock what appears to be a wedding dress. Uh, it's white. Uh, it's like, um, it has like the white bustier and it's really flowy and with like tool it looks like and then it has a mesh shirt mm-hmm. whatever and then she decided to top it all off with a backwards baseball hat a white backwards baseball hat and it's just like that doesn't look good you don't look cool you think you're doing something but you're not so I know and even I the, so she did it in honor of Virgil Abloh, who recently oh, passed from okay. cancer, well, and they were going to go to the Met together. But I think she didn't care about the theme, and she just wore it to wear, you know? like. And I sure. do understand part of that, but it's the theme, which brings me to one last thing we're going to wrap up before we like pass on this angry category. Kourtney Kardashian was asked about the theme, and she's like, what did you think? How'd you feel about it? What'd you look up? And she's like, "Um, I like didn't really. Like, why are we inviting you people, if you can't even Google the theme. Anyway. Also, I, just if you're not going to wear the theme, at least wear something pretty. Don't wear something hideous mm-hmm. and also not follow the theme. Courtney's you know? was definitely the worst of all. It was all hideous. Anyway. It's true. Hideous. It's true. Sorry. This is a very hateful. I know. Sorry. Should we move on? Should we'll we bring it back? Sorry. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Okay, all right. Sorry. Next up is not worth the tea oh, this week in social media and relationship news. Amelia, back to you. Yes, this is definitely not worth the tea, but it is for all my fellow American Idol uh, fans. Um, I'm, I've been kind of watching this season. I don't know why, but it's the 20th season. So I'm like, OK, they might be pulling out some fun stuff. And actually, you know what? I waited long enough for them to do so because <laughs> this past Monday was the it was billed as the Great Idol Reunion. Mm. And they brought back a bunch of old American Idol people. And they had Randy and Paula show up, which is fun because, you know, they are the OG judges. Mm. Um, they brought back some random older winners like Jordan Sparks. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. David Cook, Chris Allen, who I had a huge crush on. Um, nice. Yeah. Ruben Studdard, season two. Uh, Incredible. Right. And other older winners from like a couple years ago that I don't acknowledge because they are not like yeah original. Once American we get Idol. after like Chris Allen, that's what I don't know. Who <laughs> it's, these that's what, who <laughs> fucking cares exactly. Um, they also brought back this is so like oh god William Hung. Do you remember him? 
He did the oh, she bangs. No. They brought back him when, back to do back when American one. Idol was wow. like the viral thing. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They were like kind of on the forefront. Um, yeah. So he did another rendition of She Bangs. Good uh, for him. Longevity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had uh, one of my favorites, David Archuleta, there. Yeah. And oh my god! Wow. Yeah. They fo- but it sa- he was like literally one of the best vocalists, but he I guess had recently had um, vocal surgery, so oh, no. they forced him to come out anyway, and he had to speak through his freaking iPhone. Oh, I know. <laughs> it was like this is depressing. <laughs> and then, of course, because they couldn't get the two most important people that you would want if there's going to be an actual idol reunion, you would want. Simon Cowell and Kelly Clarkson, you know, the mm-hmm. iconic. Damn, apologies to Carrie Underwood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, if you're going to choose- I thought you were going to say Kelly and Carrie. I forgot about Simon. No, si- I'm sorry. Simon's right. bigger to me. You're right. um, he is. Yeah. And, you know, Carrie Underwood, I, I saw she was uh, on stage with Axl Rose, which was a big, big deal okay. for her. She's doing so. okay. Yeah, right. she's fine. But, um, you know, and like, I, obviously, Kelly Clarkson, I think Kelly strikes me as the kind of person who would be more than down to be at this reunion. But I think they probably couldn't get her because she has a contract with NBC's The Voice. Yeah. Mm. You know, and otherwise. Her schedule I, is probably just insane with her talk and, show, too. And that, too. And so otherwise, I think they would have gotten her. But anyway, so, of course, they didn't get her, but they did bring back. Runner up and co star of From Justin to Kelly, Justin Guarini. Um, Unbelievable. Wow. So that was exciting to see. Ryan Seacrest, who has been the host from day one, he showed up. At, I mean, he's still hosting it, but he. Is he? he wow. He is. I, it's crazy. I don't know how he does it, but um, he had a one of the. Because on the earlier seasons of American Idol, it was obviously in the early 2000s. He had the frosted tips and like the <laughs> kind of like spiky yeah. hair, and he, mm-hmm. he pulled out like um a hairpiece that was like that. So it was fun to see Ryan wow. put that on. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, you know, it was just like, oh, I wish Simon would have been there. And, and you know, again, I, I don't mean to stand on my little soapbox, but it, I have watched Lionel and Katie and Luke, Brian, all judge. And they're too nice. They're too nice. They need yeah. a Simon Cowell to whip these guys into vocal shape, you know, someone to mm-hmm. really yeah. tear them down. Mm-hmm. It's true. So, it's yeah. true. So, yeah. Okay, that's it. Sorry. Great. Thank you. I love an American Idol update. That was great. It. You know? I really do. All right. Next thing is Sophie Turner. We have known this, but she's officially confirmed her pregnancy. She is the June LUK cover star. And mm. she looks fantastic. Her hair is long and red and cool. And she's just... <laughs> Awesome. And I still miss the summer when she was really like out there chugging wine at Chaotic, all the games. Yeah. And so anytime I see her, I'm like, oh, Sophie Turner, I like still miss her, her pre-baby existence when she was a little bit more chaotic. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the article is the triumph of Sophie Turner. And she talks about being pregnant with her second child. She says, it's what life is about for me, raising the next generation. And she hopes one day to end up back in the UK. She says it might quote, take quite a bit of convincing to get Joe on board. Um, But apparently she's slowly dragging him back. And I really love living in America, but for my mental health, I have to be around my friends and family. Also for my daughter, I would love her to get the education and school life that I was so lucky to have. England would be ideally the final destination. I feel like Joe Jonas is like real valley bro through and through. It would take probably a lot (laughs) for him to move there, but really, I would say do it. Do it, Joe Jonas. Make her happy. Yeah, I feel like he's like, sure, this is 
the best I'm ever going to get. So, yeah. <laughs> also, Sorry. you know, they're so mobile. They're halfway through this article. She's like going to her Miami home and then they're in New York. So, right. it's like, yeah, these things are commute. fluid. Agreed. Yeah. But she's great. And I just, I just miss love her. her. We miss yeah, her. Miss you always. Mm-hmm. Speaking of pregnancy news, Post Malone is going to be a dad. It's sweet. It's so nice. Um, <laughs> love hearing those things. Uh, He confirmed the news on Tuesday. He's 26. He says to TMZ, I'm excited for this next chapter in my life. I'm the happiest I've ever been. And for since I could remember, I was sad. Time to take care of my body and my family and friends and spread Mm -hmm. as much love as we can every day. Seems like he's in a great spot. Good for him. Good for him. He moved to Utah a couple years ago. I think that was from LA. I think that was real. A good step. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know who the partner is. I don't know who the the girlfriend is. So Hmm. no one reported it. It's a mystery. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Okay, let's move on. We're doing cringe mode. And we promise we won't talk about this for 45 minutes. This is minutes also straight. like a haterific <laughs> cringe mode. Oh my God. It's this a podcast. haterific episode. Sorry, it everyone. It has. Welcome in a bad mood all of us. Okay, we're going to do <laughs> something's got to give. Um, Not necessarily a classic, but something in its own right. And we got inspo. Yes. For this movie, because we were talking about the Coastal Grandma core aesthetic last week yep. with the white linens, the billowy blouses, the retirement-esque 
you know, lives and it looked really nice. And that is exactly what this movie is. That's the aesthetic of this yes. movie. It's Nancy Myers, Dan Keaton. It's like, check, check, Costa Grandma. Anyway, Kate, please give us the plot. Uh, really quick. Had any of us seen this movie before? No. No, I don't think so. So I thought that we had. I thought that you had. Like, I thought, you know, we've had a run of movies that I have not seen that you both mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. And I was like, great, it's another one that, like, I'm going to feel dumb not having seen. And then I opened the outline, and we were all just equally horrified by Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, none of us have seen this movie. <laughs> uh, I have to say, I, this movie, I guess the plot, Jack Nicholson. Yes, please. <laughs> Is dating Amanda Peet, who is much younger than him. He's a serial dater of younger women. Yes. And uh, he shows up. At, he goes to Amanda Peet's mom's beach house with Amanda Peet. And the mom is not there. But it turns out, oh, the mom is there. Diane Keaton uh, just kind of walks in on her daughter's getaway with this much older man. They're fooling around. He has a heart attack. He uh, can't leave the beach house. Classic. He ends up having to stay at the beach house with Diane Keaton. They fall in love somehow. There's also Keanu Reeves plays a hot doctor who Mm -hmm. treats Jack Nicholson and somehow is not the end game in this movie. We'll get into it. Uh, He breaks up with Amanda Pete. He ends up dating your mom. They break up. She writes a play about it. He's offended that the play is about them. We'll get into that as well. Then turns out they're still in love. They get back together at the end. What did I miss? That was it. You did a great job, honestly. Good job. Thank you. Let's do the highlights. Frances McDormand is in this movie as the sister. Um, she's a feminist women's studies professor at Columbia. That's like her role in mm. this film. Hell yeah. I wish she was in it a lot more. Yes. Mm. Could have mm-hmm. done, done with more Frances McDormand. She has this one iconic monologue in this movie when they are all together. It's like Frances McDormand and Diane Keaton, so are like the older generation of women. And then... Jack Nicholson, who's single and a player, dating Amanda Peet, like, you know, Diane Keaton's daughter. Mm-hmm. And she basically goes through the difference between Diane Keaton, who's extremely accomplished, over 50, divorced, but she's like a shut-in and like unlovable to the men of her age, which are Jack Nicholson. And she's like, and you, you are celebrated because you're a single and you are a real catch. You're elusive and you're ungettable. And then the more Diane Keaton or like the elder older women of a certain age cannot find men, then they become more productive and more interesting, which therefore makes them less desirable to men of their same age. And it's just actually quite amazing of a performance and actually a speech in general. And she like gives it to Jack Nicholson and I loved it. And I love her. And that was my highlight. Incredible. I think that is a great highlight because I'm <laughs> going to piggyback off of that highlight for my only highlight of this movie, which is Frances McDormand. Honestly, her being here makes this film 10% better than it should be. Truly. Yes. I saw her and I went, oh, nice. I freaking love her. She had a great T-shirt that said, I think, boys lie or something. <laughs> so true. Um, so true, which queen. Is so true. Exactly. I just, <laughs> oh, uh, that's really funny. she's so great. I just love her. And, you know, I want to love Diane Keaton. I really do. But I, the only thing, do you remember when Diane Keaton sang Make New Friends at the Golden Globes? Like, Eight years oh, ago, I can't say that? that I do. It was but like I believe weird. It. it was, it was weird because she like dedicated to Woody Allen. It's just like, oh, oh my God. Grandma, tough. get off the stage! Like, oh. tough. Wow, mm. an anti Diane Keaton take coming out of this movie. I didn't expect it. <sighs> Sorry, I did think she was fun and likable, but I will say, yeah, no, yeah. On the topic of actors, you're never not happy to see. Uh, I'm always happy to see Keanu. I have oh to say, oh my it. God, is he the best actor in the world? No. Yeah, is oh. he? <laughs> 
you know, but I he's fun. Yes. <laughs> he's fun. And he's a good love interest. And he's very likable in this movie. He looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to come back to him many times throughout the outline. So yeah. I will move on while we're here. Liz, go for it. Okay, fine. Um, so I wrote part half of this in the first half and then the second half of this comment in the, in the latter half of the movie. But I really actually love that this hinges around Diane Keaton with two love interests. Keanu mm. Reeves is like doting on her left and right. It's like, please, mm. you are so interesting and sexy to me. Please date me. And she's like, oh, I don't know. Which is like insane. And then you got Jack Nicholson, who's not giving her the same treatment, but she's really torn between these two lovers. Oh. She like stands Keanu up once because she's with Jack Nicholson. And then she's like, you know, and then she goes back with Keanu Reeves and like says F you Jack Nicholson in this like three quarters of the movie. Anyway, really liked that part. And then as it turns out, as I kept watching, she went through some heartbreak in this movie. Um, Jack Nicholson broke her heart for like a long time, which we'll get into. Uh, a lot of time it's passed, but she has these great scenes where she is on the beaches of the Hamptons, literally screaming bloody murder into the ocean, into the void, <laughs> because she's so heartbroken. And I really, really liked it. And that was yep. a highlight for me. Yep. I agree. She's just fun to watch, I think. She is. Mm-hmm. Um. I we our whole low light section is just all Jack Nicholson. So I'd have to say one <laughs> highlight is that they say a lot of what I was thinking in this movie, especially in the beginning, when they're just like, this is the worst man alive. And he's at the hospital and he uh is like has the hospital gown gaping open and he's like drugged up and he's recovering from his heart attack and he like falls into her arms when he's tipping over and she goes ugh even unconscious he's a lech and I was like yeah <laughs> he is he sucks please go talk to the hot doctor instead um, so I, I was just like that's a highlight at least she said what everyone was thinking another highlight Nancy Myers, as we know great mm. house great kitchen as ever uh, I think we'll get into specifics in the lightning round but she just always hits the spot the vibes are impeccable yeah uh, like I said, I'm adding a bunch of little highlights to make up for my burning anger at the majority <laughs> of this movie. Um, there's a Sunday morning needle drop by Maroon 5 when they're uh, having dinner and it just like hits and then it goes on for a little longer than it probably should have. And I was just like, ah, 2003. What a time. Love what that time. song. That's I was Great. also kind of searching for highlights to even out the two categories. So this is <laughs> not much, but I will say there's a really funny scene where Dan Keen finally gets over Jack Nicholson and her heartbreak. And she decides to like go pursue the life that she wants to have. And she throws away basically a whole full box of tissues um, in like this really dramatic, like I'm done with being sad moment. And um, anyway, I thought it was funny because what happens when you Oh, sorry. It's not a highlight, more of a comment. Anyway, okay. We We're going to do the low lights, but let me say one thing to all the people listening. The three of us did not grow up in the Jack Nicholson coming up <laughs> era. We, I have watched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, The yeah. Shining, Batman. Okay, I've seen him. We've but seen we him. don't know him in that context. He is not a celebrity to us in that context. So all we... Really, in this and context, why, why is he a celebrity in that context to you? I would ask, <laughs> and to anyone, a hundred percent. But this is purely about Jack Nicholson being in a lot of these lowlights revolve around Jack Nicholson, and yes. I just want to say that within the context of this movie, he's a very old man dating a very young woman, and it's kind of this Casanova character who doesn't truly work on any of us. So that brings me. I have to like clarify these things because we're not not being rude. Or ages. Well. So, Jack Nicholson 
and Amanda Pete in the first 15 minutes are in, actually they're not in love. They're just kind of like hanging out, flirty, you know, they make it very clear that they have not consummated the <laughs> yes, relationship. Yes. Yes. But there's a scene where they're like making out, they're on a bed, she's in her underwear, they strip tease in front of each other. And I just, it's, um, I, it, you just wouldn't be made today. And I'm going to talk about that later, but it was a little weird in the beginning of the movie watching these two. Yeah. Yeah. Fool around. I, he is so repulsive in especially Kate. the first yes, half of this no, movie. Kate, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, like she said, I know there is a generation that sees him as a sex symbol. I don't think there and is, but yeah. I, I, I know that there is, and I don't understand why I, I will say, I, uh, I've seen him when he was young. I've seen movies. Me too. When and he was, and I just, I don't know that he nothing, ever had it. Uh, nothing. Never had it. Never no, had it. No. Yeah. There is a scene, a little light for me. They're in like an ice cream shop. It's after Diane Keaton walks in on him and Amanda Pete, or just like, so they're all out together. And he is watching Amanda Pete next to Diane Keaton. And she walks away and he's looking at ice cream cone. And he does this thing with his tongue in the ice cream cone he does. where he's like, Stop, Kate, 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 Kate. <laughs> this is an audio platform. I, it, it's exactly what you think it looks like. It looks like that. And it's... Kate. <laughs> woo. It's that was great. I Thank was like, you. ah. Like, so I, like, what is listening to us right now with their AirPods in and they want to kill you right They now. need to have the same experience that we had. They need to understand what we went through. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh I my hope God. someone falls off a treadmill at the gym. <laughs> oh my God. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. And honestly, no offense, but this is offensive. So actually, full, full, offense. Offense. full offense, full offense. I think Jack Nicholson thinks he's a lot cooler and like, I don't know, charming than he really is. Because, because he was that guy. No, he wasn't. I too have watched some of his older stuff and I'm like, I, I know that like nothing. somehow he was. I just don't understand how why. though. How Does yeah. I mean, Chinatown? I don't know. Yes. Could and done. I <laughs> did not. I was like, okay, great. This guy has the weird smile. Cool. Um, You know, I get that. Okay, cool. I, I it just like, but the thing is like, there are other hot, older actors, right. you know, and we'll he's get into just that not too. <laughs> cutting it. it. We will. But yeah. he does nothing for me. And no. there's a line. I wrote down the line because anyone else saying it would be like, that's charming. Him saying, ever miss being married? Bet you were great at it. Is It should be charming, but it makes me want to barf. And I just, I, he's, I don't it's get a no. it. I it's don't a no. get it. It's a no. It is the biggest no. It is a capital N-O. Um, however, I do like those photos of him in the ocean smoking. Um, those are fun. <laughs> great. So, good save. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I pasted a comment in here because I just need to know if the people... If anyone watched this movie and was like, hell yeah, Jack Nicholson, I would. Mm, no. And people did. Maggie, oh. I found a comment from Maggie in 2007. Maggie, find Jesus. Maggie needs to reconsider things. But she said, simply a wonderful film. Harry Sanborn is the personification of Jack. I watched this film lots of times, but I keep laughing every time I see it. Also, Jack here is so lots of O's sexy. So a they do A bunch of exclamation points. There are dozens of them out there. And uh, dozens, dozens. I just don't understand how. But um, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough watch for that reason. Okay, here's my low light. Diane Keaton. Can you say this word for word, though? (laughs) (laughs) I said my sister in Christ, Diane Keaton. (laughs) You could be hooking up with Keanu Reeves right now at this literal exact moment. Like Mm -hmm. he is down to clown. He's a 30 year old doctor. 
And she's he's Keanu down. Reeves. Yeah. And instead, You're really odd on this episode. She has chosen Amelia's energy, toxic energy. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. She has instead chosen to participate in this excruciating sex scene with Jack Nicholson, who was literally hooking up with her daughter. What's the timeline here? It's like a week or two. It is. It's short. Between when he is actively having sex with Amanda Pete and has a heart attack and she finds him in her daughter's bed. Yeah, she when she's for like five days. So I would rather have sex with you than Keanu Reeves. Like I it's a matter of weeks mm. uh, and I just can't deal with it. I literally I was watching and I was like, I this would never happen in any in any world. My willful suspension to believe is just so far out the window. And it was really tough. They cut off Diane Keaton's probably $200 Eileen Fisher turtleneck with scissors, which is sick. Horrifying. (laughs) It's sick. Horrifying. Uh, And also, also willful suspension belief. Again, it's been two weeks since he was dating her daughter. Mm -hmm. And I just think as a mother, I would simply not fall in love with a man who has dated my daughter. And if I did... I would simply repress those feelings until I die. I think yeah, you have exactly. to. As that takes to. out for you. <laughs> As a mother, I think you just, you. it could be your soulmate. It could be, I don't care who it is. You, you just, you have to die with those feelings held yep. deep inside. One I think would have been better is to make that relationship more casual. But after, because Amanda Pete leaves the morning after he has a heart attack and he's like bedridden in her, her mom's <laughs> house for five days. She's like, peace, I'm going back to the city, which is selfish. But she just shouldn't have ever come back, but she does. And right. then it's like, I have to break up with him. You should date him. And I think if she just kind of whisked away and it wasn't a real thing right. that they had to actually go through a breakup. Mm-hmm. And then they started dating. I think that would have made us feel a little bit better. But yeah. it's very weird. It's very weird. And again, like if you want us to accept Jack Nicholson as a love interest, which is hard enough on its own, you cannot make the other option a hot younger guy named Keanu Reeves who is sweet and caring and intelligent. Like he, mm-hmm. there's literally nothing wrong with him. And he's also a doctor. Like, yep. There is not a single reason why she would not choose Keanu Reeves. And he celebrates her every single conversation. He's a he fan has, of so her plays. You're so, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, what are we, what are we doing right. here? Jack Nicholson's like negging, basically, as we know mm-hmm. it now. Yeah. Is effective mm-hmm. on Diane Keaton, which is like, this is not good for us, the younger generation to watch. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-mm. Oh my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I honestly, I blame Kim Kardashian for my bad, bad mood. So, that's on Kim. Um, I, <laughs> We're just rolling with it. We're rolling with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, also, this movie is so freaking slow. It is slow. It I is. know some it of is. you like this movie, and that's great. I'm happy who? for you. I don't. Well, oh, you I mean know. out there? I thought you meant yeah. on this podcast. No, no, not, no, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Um, the general. You. The general. Yeah. Because yeah, sometimes I see you. posts of it being like, "Oh my god, I love this movie," and I'm like. Why? Maggie. Um, Maggie from 2007 loves this movie. Anyway, exactly. Continue. And, continue. and here's the thing. I I actually really like Nancy Myers films, like mm-hmm. usually. But this one, it's a it's a hit, uh, not a hit. It's a miss for me. And yeah. not only is it so long, but it is, or it's not even that long. Sorry. I meant to say it's not even that long. And it's, yet it's so boring and nothing happens. And I'm checking the time every minute, even though it feels like, Every 20 minutes. I was too. He goes to the hospital about four or five times. Oh. And each time it's just like, it's stress. Like what's going on in your personal life? And it's like, he had a fight with Dan Keaton. And that's why he had, he what he thought was a heart attack was just an anxiety attack. And I think they do that 
three too many times in the the bulk of the middle of the movie. Also, yeah. there's mm-hmm. so much time that goes by between he grows a full beard. It's like winter then at the and end, the yeah. night. Like, yeah, is this also Amanda no. Peacock married? Okay, anyway, so weird. Just, <laughs> the, there was a couple of plot holes that I found at the yes. very end, but whatever. Yeah, let's do what is aged the best and the worst. I think no one would make the concept of this movie now. I think like. I had to, the very beginning when he and Amanda Pete, and also it's not just them two. It's like, he has all these, he continues to date really super young women throughout this movie and mm. like ditches Diane Keaton for them. Yeah. And I had to just remind myself that, A, that there's nothing wrong with that, but B, more that, I don't know. It, I, I just didn't like it. And I don't mm-hmm. think that, I don't think they would make the concept of this movie now in 2022. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's the best, Diane Keaton looks better now than she did then. And this is before we even get into the next part of this. But, like, she really has come into her own style. And, like, mm-hmm. we, we watched a movie with her and uh, the two other women. Uh, we watched a, pr- a previous Diane Keaton movie with, I don't remember who. But oh. she was, like, wearing her own, what seemed like her own clothes more in that more recent Book club. movie. Book club. Thank oh you. Love God. Book right? club. Love and book club. She was like, she had her white hair and she had her yeah. like blazers and her suits. Uh, and like, it feels, it feels like she's she, great in that movie. She wouldn't do a movie. I don't think she would do a movie now where she dressed in Coastal Grandma Court because it's not really like her thing anymore. And it just seems like she's kind of really come into like her own as androgynous she's, queen. Yeah. Like her, yeah, yeah kind of like the menswear and the hats mm-hmm. and all that. So, yeah. Um, she, yeah, I mean, she looks amazing here and she's beautiful, but. She just really kind of has like come into her own fashion. I think totally the the 20 years since this movie. I agree. And yeah, so good for her for finding herself uh, fashion wise. Um, Also, she has a nude scene in this and I wasn't even expecting it. But no, you know what? She has a freaking banging body. Looks great. If anyone was actually grossed out like Jack Nicholson pretended to be. They're a misogynist. Okay, I'm just. He saying literally it right now. shudders. He sees Diane Keaton, He's such an ass. Again, oh looks God. incredible for any age. For any and like, age is like, Ugh. and I'm like, what? Right? What? That is your reaction? And to it's the whole like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Like, ah. And then he won't stop bringing it up, and it's like, stop <sighs> being mean to her. She looks great. I know yeah. this whole movie. He's so mean to her. It's like, ugh, this, again, sets a bad example. Don't yeah. be, don't fall in love with the men who are mean to you. No. Uh, what it's the best is Keanu Reeves' career somehow came back from him being in a movie where Jack Nicholson successfully stole his girl. I don't know if I, if I got cast in a role where it was like, actually, she would rather date him than you. I don't know if I'd ever come back from that emotionally, physically, mentally. Uh, this but film Keanu, is a fantasy. It is Keanu a fantasy. Keanu rebounded. <laughs> and I'm glad he didn't let it get to him. Like, I'm glad he didn't go home at the end of the day and be like, damn, something must really be wrong with me. Like, because I'm... <laughs> playing a doctor who's like really emotionally available in this movie and somehow like the character is not into it and like is it my face like Mm -hmm. am I I would have had some questions because it makes no sense Mm -hmm. uh but he rebounded he's okay and good for him also I'm pretty sure last time I checked Keanu has a very age-appropriate girlfriend with gray hair who's like an artist so Mm -hmm. it's great Mm -hmm. he learned the important lessons from this movie in real life Mm -hmm. he did he did uh, also, I just thought this was funny, and I was watching it on my TV, so I couldn't take a screenshot. But there's a Jack Nicholson uh, finds out that Diane Keaton has written a play about their relationship, and he walks up to her and goes, "So, is this play about us?" <laughs> Which is like almost word for word the Euphoria meme from this year, where really Maddie <laughs> is like, "Is this fucking play about us?" 
funny. So this movie walks so Euphoria could run. Yeah. Also, <laughs> equally as a small, but I really miss AIM for some <laughs> reason. They, the two of them, Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson, like, ain't, like, how do you call, what's the verb again to like chat Message? each other? Yeah. On AIM and iMessage just doesn't hit the same. And I really miss those days of, anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. We did not pick an MVP, <laughs> I guess. Oh my God. Did we did all just accidentally skip that? We okay. To be fair, it was like near the lightning round category. It's, yeah. yeah. And uh, been, yeah, it's Francis. It's Francis McDormand, and yep. we can all agree yep. and move on. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Lightning round. Who wrote this? Amelia. Was yeah. this you? Of course it was. <laughs> okay. Amelia writes, "Which sixty plus older man slash celebrity would you actually date, and why is it definitely not Jack Nicholson?" To be fair, Amelia had fifty plus, and I was like, "That's too easy. There are too many attractive celebrities." In the 50 it's range, true. we got to make it 60, make it more difficult. It's true. Um, I pasted a picture of Pierce Brosnan in here because he <laughs> has aged incredibly well with the beard and the hair mm-hmm. and he still looks great. And I will say this was actually extremely hard because I was scrolling through these lists of actors above the age of 60. And so many of them have been like canceled for being like a huge creep somehow in the past several years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say, take it with a grain of salt. If Pierce Brosnan has done something that I don't know about, <laughs> like just don't Same tell me. I answered to, I actually uh, don't know. I didn't know, but it, it's it's scary territory when you get into yeah. this age age range. Yeah, definitely, um, but yeah, that's my pick is Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> uh, that's a good pick because he is in this photo that you chose. He is very handsome. He looks great. I had to he post does. my visual proof in there. Uh, well, you did it, and it worked. Um, I'm gonna say Robert Redford. Hell okay? yeah. He is like my forever crush. He is the same age, actually, as Jack Nicholson. And honestly, they should have cast him because that Please. would be way, just way more believable. And it, he would be way hotter. And it's just. I, Damn, I'm actually you, imagining that movie now and it makes me mad. <laughs> it should make you mad. Like you have Robert Redford there and you're going to pick Jack Nicholson. Are you I are you on something? Nailed. Okay, my pick was Kevin Costner. Okay, the next question was, what would your parents do if you brought home someone their age? Kate was the only one. Who I asked this question, and I'm the only one who answered it. I assume that all of our answers are the same, but I think yeah. Diane Keaton did not have a, a heavy enough response to this. I think she no. rolled with it way too easily. Yeah, uh, I think my parents would simply pass away if I brought home someone uh-huh. their age in their fifties and sixties. Would yours also? Um, yep, that's that's a right. normal reaction, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was your guys's favorite coastal grandma fit? I feel like we have not focused on the coastal grandma aesthetic of this movie enough. My favorite mm-hmm. was. She rocks a lot of, she's just in like white and cream, the whole movie. Mm-hmm. She has a white turtleneck. Um, she got black trousers, transition lenses, but like the cool ones, not like the lame ones. And she's speaking French in a Hamptons co-op, mm. buying her little groceries for the week. And I was like, this is This is coastal, coastal grandma core. It's true. And it's, it's true. In its essence. Yes. Uh, one line that I liked was, he goes, what's with the turtlenecks? It's the middle of summer, which is exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. But it is such a grandma thing to just always be cold and always be wearing turtlenecks, no matter the temperature or the mm-hmm. place. However, I have to say, maybe coastal grandma core is not for me because the outfit that stood out to me is one she puts on after he sees her naked and she like feels like she needs to hide from him, sort of. And so she <laughs> puts on like this giant black coat and black like three blind mice shades and a black hat. Mm-hmm. A bucket hat. First of all, bucket hats also, she was really ahead of the times yeah, on that one. Yeah, totally. Um, 
And also it really stressed me out to watch her on the beach in all of these pristine white clothes. I was like, oh no, I know that's not going to last more than it's two true. seconds. It's true. Yeah. I would say I actually liked when they were both on the beach together wearing like these khaki chinos and she mm. again is in a bucket hat. He's in like a linen button down and she has like a, a white shirt with a little um, uh, sweater cardigan over it. They both look great. That That's something I it would is. wear. Both of their mm-hmm. outfits. Mm-hmm. So, What do you guys think is the best part of Diane Keaton slash Erica's kitchen or home? I answered the home. I said the big island in the middle of the kitchen. I love yes. a kitchen island. And also I loved uh, that one scene where they're eating. Um, her and Jack Nicholson are eating scrambled eggs mm-hmm. and drinking wine in the big kitchen. And I was like, wow, that I love a dream. kitchen island Sounds too. delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little surprised she had a queen bed. Do you guys remember when they like got into bed for the first time? It's kind of tight in there. And I would have thought yeah. for a, a accomplished playwright, Hampton's right. home. She would at least treat herself with a queen king bed, but like a California king. Come on, I repressed all memories of that scene. So okay. I didn't, I didn't okay. notice. Fair. <laughs> okay. okay, that's it. Well, we're doing one last category, but that's it on that cringe mode. We're putting that behind us. Um, <laughs> tea times unanswerable questions. Go ahead, Amelia. One more hater Kardashian moment uh, to finish the pod. So, I love it's, it. Uh, sick. It's I'm consistent. Sorry. We're consistent. It, it's true. It's true. Um, I would like to pull everyone on Pete Davidson up. Apparently, allegedly getting Kim's kid's initials tattooed on his neck because that's apparently what happened because he showed up and there was a photo of it and he had like, you know, the N-S-C-P and uh, yeah. uh, Anti. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's too soon. He's he's got so many and it's really small, but it is by his neck and kind of on a uninhibited part of his like there, there's not a lot of tattoos around it mm-hmm. I have a heart it must be those initials what else could that be but I'm like yeah. are we sure but it must be but I'm like, like are we sure that that's well he did get her is? name branded on him See, that's what, and he said that's my girl's weird, a lawyer but at least it's at least it's her you know like it's delusional yeah, but at least yeah. it's her whereas like with the kids that's a step too far to me your relationship yeah, with yeah, them yeah, is yeah. not your relationship with her and it's, it's weird so to me. weird it's so yeah. weird it's so yeah. weird yeah it's early it's too early Uh, All right. I have a question about the youths. I was watching Heartstopper on Netflix, which is a very sweet little Mm -hmm. rom-com, like a British rom-com. I recommend it. But in this show, these teens are all communicating via Instagram DMs and like not with people they don't know, like with close personal friends, like with their best friends that they see every day. Their group chat is in the Instagram DMs. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, contacting new people. They go straight to the Instagram DMs like Everyone is, which part of me as I watched this was like, is this just Instagram spawn con? But then I asked Twitter and I was like, do the youths not text anymore? Like, do the kids not text each other's actual phones via iMessage or regular texting? Do they just use Instagram DMs? And people said yes. Well, it's, it's like Snapchat also. Snapchat and Instagram. That's exactly what people said. Yeah. Via Instagram? Well, yeah, I only use Snapchat to get a hold of him. I was locked out of my house last night. And he it had, disappears. Yeah, but they don't care. I don't know. That's I don't so know. I've asked them the same questions and they just don't care or they save Whatever. it. Whatever. Huh. Or they like last for 24 hours. I'm not sure. Why? So I just, it's so odd. It I is an odd choice. 
you think I, anyone uh, under the age of 18 listens to this? Do you think we have no, any but teenagers I think people with kids? Of- people with kids have, if you have kids, oh, yeah. tell us what they do. I just don't, yeah. tell us why. I don't understand that at all. It's, it's Snapchat, especially. It, like it disappears. Snapchat I would be so stressed out. Weird, it's a mystery. Yeah. Like you I send them on a picture or a screenshot of something and you can only look at it while you have it up and then it's gone forever. How is that? Efficient. I don't know, Kate. I have no idea, but they do it. How, how can we explain the teens? That's weird. This is my unanswerable question. <laughs> Why and one. how and is it true? It's a good yeah. one. Please write us if you have yes. those people in that demographic. Okay. Not as bad and haterific of a note to end on. That was good. <laughs> Great. Puzzling. Thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you to Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wadmer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.